Well, hi, everyone. I'm Garrett, and this is The World According to G. Episode, what episode is this? Episode eight. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard to remember. I don't have that many yet. Uh, this is episode eight. And today, uh, I'm fortunate enough to talk to the one and only Justin Moore. We've known each other for years, pretty much since the beginning of his career. And we don't talk that much, but I was able to get him on the phone today and talk about a whole mess of stuff. Everything from COVID life to his podcast, the Justin Moore podcast, to hunting and his new music. So it's exciting. So I'm not going to waste any more time. We will get right into it with Justin Moore. Today's Monday. Oh, no, not Monday. It's a brand new day. Guess what? This weekend. It is over. It's not over. It is not over till it's over. No, 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 it, it really is. So it's another week already. Welcome to Monday. They say if you get a job doing what you love, you never work a day in your life. Oh, well, I'll just get back to work. Yay, I'm going to work like I lie. Showtime. Justin Moore, welcome to the world according to G. Uh, thanks for for uh, jumping in. I know you've got a podcast uh, that has been absolutely killing it. You know, it, you know, it's been fun, man. It, it's it's the only thing outside of uh, you know playing shows, which we haven't had the opportunity to do much of this year, uh, that we can do kind of in long form. You know, you can do it for an hour or two hours or whatever. So it's been kind of, um, it's, it's certainly been different to be on the, the, the other side of the, the the microphone, if you will. But uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. Now, the Justin Moore podcast, did you decide to do this just because you were off the road? Or, or was this something you've kind of been thinking about doing? Uh, kind of both. Um, you know, it's a thought bubble that my road manager uh, and and co-host uh, and I have had for, I don't know, four or five years. But we always use the excuse, uh, we ain't got time to fool with that. <laughs> certainly, we don't, we don't have that excuse anymore. Right. Um, so, you know, like I said, I, I, I thought, you know, if we're not going to have the opportunity to go out and play shows and, you know, spend those those moments and and that time with uh, with our fans. What what else can we do? And and I'm not the greatest at social media and and being real active on Twitter and Snapchat and this and that. And so it was just another way to kind of create some content for for people uh, to have throughout this whole thing. Certainly, we didn't think it was going to last as long as it has no um, kidding as, as far as the pandemic goes um but we kind of went into the podcast going hey if, if people dig it and they they uh, are consuming it uh we'll keep it going and if they aren't then you know no no big deal and and it seems as though people have, have really enjoyed it uh thus far it's been good jr is a uh, a good co-host mm-hmm <laughs> He's a character now, and we ain't really even cut him loose yet. I I keep telling him he, he he's got a lot more stories than I do. It seems like I'm the only idiot on there. Uh, oh no, but, of course. Uh, not. But he's a uh, he's a character. You mentioned on the pandemic life and doing this uh, on the other side of the mic. How are you handling that, and how is your band doing? You know, I, I think I've done okay. Um, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's been it's been hard. Uh, you know, you have good days and you, and bad days. Um, and 
you know, a lot of people from from an outside perspective would go, well, man, how do you not love, like, having a year off? And, um, you know, it's just stressful. You know, all the guys that I, I, like you said, in my band and crew that I've, I've not only worked with for well over a decade, but um, been able to pay them and so that they could support their families and, and pay their bills and all that. And not having the opportunity to do that uh, for a while now has it's been really strange, uh, to be honest with you. And so um, everybody's doing as well as they can. Uh, can be doing, um, you know, a few of them are working normal, quote unquote, normal jobs, uh, to, to support themselves throughout this. And, um, you know, we're just trying to keep our fingers crossed and, and get back at it. Uh, as of right now, it's supposed to be April. Well, you know, we'll see if that comes to fruition. I think we've got you actually scheduled for, we had you scheduled for a date, this uh, I think this summer uh, at the Harley dealership, and then that didn't happen. And I think it's been rescheduled to you know sometime obviously next year. I think right now it's maybe scheduled in May. I can't remember, but um, yeah. But we're looking forward to having you back. Is there something that we can do for that we can get the message out for like your guys? You know, taking care of your band and crew. Or is there something that, you know, there's a, a collaborative musicians fund or road crew that everybody kind of gets a little bit of piece of or, you know, that you get behind that, that helps your guys? As far as um, a charity thing, uh, I, I wish that we were um, uh, involved in more than we are, to be honest with you, Garrett. We, we're not really, I uh, don't really have anything specific at the moment, but... Uh, certainly, if if uh, if we do, it'll be on all my social media. Okay. Um, for for sure. Um, there was something I was just looking at while we're talking. To be honest with you, we we tweeted out I think the other day that was uh, I can't find it right now. But anyway, point being, nothing specific at the moment. If if there is, uh, obviously we'll put it out there. Okay. I want to be sure to, you know, make sure that we can do our part to help, uh, you know, help your team however they can. Because I know this has been a struggle, you know, not only on you, but in your family, but on on especially the musicians and the guys that, you know, work with you. So however we can yeah, help, we'd love tough. to. It's been tough on, uh, you know, it's been just crippling yeah, for our, our industry as a whole. I mean, you look at bands and crews and artists, but then you then you go to uh venues you know I, I, on the podcast we had a a guy who who owns a venue in Nashville a, a really famous smaller venue in Nashville um and he was leading a uh, an effort to uh, get some assistance from the federal government uh to 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 keep them open uh, or to to give them some assistance to, in order for them to be able to stay open and right it, it, venues of that, I think we were talking about seven, eight hundred capacity. But uh, there were three thousand venues uh, across the nation. Uh, he was trying to, to lead an effort to, to help, and uh, if the government didn't assist them, 
uh, that number of 3,000 was going to go down to like 200 <laughs> or something. So, uh, wow. you know, they were going to close forever. And so that's a long-winded way of making the point of it's been crippling to uh, our industry as a whole. I mean, right. just top to bottom, man, it's been crazy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know every time we turn around, you know, we got listeners asking when, you know, when are we going to ramp up concerts again? And I was like, you know what? Not up to us. I wish we could just yeah. jump up and, you know, say, yeah, Justin's going to be here, you know, in, in a month. But, you know, you just never know because, gosh, I know our listeners want concerts as much as you guys want to get back on the road. So uh, whenever we can get that going, man, you know, we will. <laughs> I think you're going to see more sold out shows than you've ever seen in your life when it comes to uh, us getting back to some type of normalcy with shows, but if that even exists yeah, anymore I, to some extent. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I, I really do. I think it's going to be whenever we have the opportunity to go back and and, uh, and do it um, <laughs> normal, right. uh, if you will, um, I think it's going to be pretty special uh, what we what we see out there as far as numbers and and passion and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I mean, like I said, we're, our, our goal is to, to start back uh, from a normal standpoint in April. Whether or not that comes to fruition, uh, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, certainly hope hope so, for sure. Well, we look forward to it. How is uh... – how is okay? So since the pandemic, you're home a lot more. Has it been okay with uh, Kate and the kids? Now you got you got the three girls, and then you got Thomas South, right? So how are how is yeah. everybody working all together in that family pandemic world? <laughs> well, I mean, for a while they were they were going, oh, this is cool. Dad's home, and we can do this and that. You know, we planted a garden, and we do this, and we do that. But they, that after a couple of months, they're like, "Dad, when are you going to work?" <laughs> <laughs> you know? So um, it's, it, I mean, it, it, in all honesty, it's been good. But at the same time, it's it's obviously just the rhythm of our life has been and totally interrupted, right. you know. And and I think we're all ready to get back into our normal. Uh, you know, live rhythm. For do sure. you have a studio at home or do you kind of make sure that that doesn't come home with you? Kind of the latter. I mean, no, I don't have a, a studio. Um, I have an office uh, that's that's outside of my house. It's actually a, a we have a pool house. Um, and so it's, it's a bar and a you know, it, basically, I can convert it to a studio anytime I, I choose. But no, to answer your, what I believe is your question, I really don't do a whole lot of music at home. Gotcha. Um, you know, some some artists are studio rats and are really uh, they enjoy being in the studio and recording stuff, and that's just not me. I'm I'm. I'd go into the studio because I have to do it to, um, you know, get songs I've written recorded. Um, but I'm not one of these guys who nerds out about it and enjoys it like some other guys. Um, you know, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Um, you know, I had to, out of necessity for us radio guys, you know, we all got kicked out of the studios. You know, they are like, nope, right. you got to go home. So we all had to... 
um, our engineers had to find new technology for us to be able to uh, do our shows from home. So I had to do the studio at home. My kids were like, gosh, dad, you talk loud. Well, you we're trying to do school up here and we can hear you, you know, a floor away. Um, so, yeah, they wanted me out just as bad. So now I can kind of come into the studio and spend half my time here, half my time at home. You know, when this all started, I thought this is a great blessing in disguise. I've spent more time with my family than I ever have because all uh-huh. like you working weekends on the road, doing whatever. Now they're like, Dad, just get out of the house. What do you do when the kids or, you know, your wife are like, Justin, you just got to get out of here. Go, go away. What do you, what do you say? Okay. See you. What do you, what do you go do? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the fortunate thing for, for me, I have actually uh, kind of the same as what you just said. Like I have a, and I kind of mentioned before, I have my offices in our pool house, which is not in our house. So uh, I learned with our previous home that having an office in in your house uh, is pretty difficult to <laughs> to get get stuff done because yep. you always got somebody popping in and go dad 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 uh-huh. you know? um, and, and so or your wife going hey you know whatever but um, so that's been helpful um, and and to answer your question I I pop out there and do stuff and and like you said I I guess I I said I don't really have a studio for for music, but I, I've got my whole setup uh, for recording our podcast, and then and typically I do interviews and stuff like that. Um, I'm actually talking to you from my bus right now because we are playing a show, which is so bizarre. Oh, wow. Um, but, um, but typically I, throughout the year, I've gone out and done done all my interviews and stuff out there as well, so it kind of gives me that, that uh, escape, if you will. Have you uh, been out um, hunting much this year? I, you know, I have. It's, it's funny. I, I, I was telling a friend of mine, a member of, of my deer lease back home. Uh, this was the first, golly, first time in I don't know, fifteen years probably that I've I've been able to hunt opening weekend. Because typically, you know, we're we're playing a right. show and. Um, I, I have not killed a deer yet this year. My goal this year is to get my my uh, uh, ten, almost eleven year old daughter her her first one this year. And and every time I beg her to go with me, there the the deer that uh, and she don't uh, the deer that we're hunting, which is about a six year old deer that was a, a good ten point last year. He's a good eight point this year. He always shows up at seven thirty, but. <laughs> so I gotta tell her, like, you gotta go hunt if you want to kill them. Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's that's my goal with hunting this year is to get her her first deer. I took my daughter out for the first time. My middle daughter, she is fifteen. She hasn't really expressed a big interest in it until recently because we got her out. Um, we, you know, like with the pandemic, when kids were totally out of school, they weren't even doing anything. I said, you know what? Now's a good time for you to go take your hunter safety course. Go do it online. Let's get through that. And then yeah. once we can, we'll we'll go start to shoot. So then we got her some classes with, uh, you know, shooting trap and things like that. And she loved it. And now she's like, Dad, when can I go hunting with you? So she went out with me this year. We sat in a stand uh, just a couple of weeks ago. We sat in a blind. 
And she actually was like, okay, now she's bugging me every other day going, we can go out. I too have not got one. I went out for archery season. I went out for muzzleloader and mostly where I hunt here in Virginia is uh, muzzleloader only, muzzleloader or archery. So um, that's where I've been going and the deer show up the day after I've been there (laughs) and it's, it, it, it pisses me off, and I'm like, dang it, the uh, the guy who has the land that I go to will send me the camera, you know, from his phone and saying, look what just showed up at the stand you were at yesterday. And I'm like, damn it. And so, yeah, you know. It's that's frustrating. Just, yeah, it's the way it works. It. Um, do you, what's your favorite way to hunt? Rifle, archery, muzzleloader? You know, honestly, Garrett, all of the above, I, I do more rifle. Uh, than anything where we are, uh, we we can shoot a pretty good ways where we hunt for one. And I love to bow hunt, but I, I'm just I have so much respect for the animals that if I don't have the time to practice, which if you're shooting a bow, you, you really need to practice quite a bit. Yep, uh, or at least I do. <laughs> um, and so I don't want to. Uh, go out there unless I'm confident in my ability to to you know hit a, hit an animal where I where I shoot it. And I don't want to go out there and wound it. And, but that that is probably my favorite way to hunt, uh, mm-hmm. just because it's it's such a challenge, um, and it's just so rewarding when you do uh, get something. But, yeah. Uh, for the most part, I, I rifle hunt. The only time I saw like when I went out for archery this year, I sat and. There was a six point, probably 15 minutes after I sat in the stand, uh, showed up. It was still before shooting time. And he sat there for probably a good 15 minutes. I mean, like I could see him right between my damn toes below me (laughs) in the stand. And I'm like, you son of a. And then he kind of went out, but he quartered, he quartered away from me the entire way. And I was just not confident in my ability, so I didn't take it when he when it finally was light. But oh man, I was so frustrated. That was really the only thing I've seen this year. I'm gonna go out tomorrow. It snowed here today, so I'm gonna oh, go. Gosh. I'm gonna try and go out tomorrow and Wednesday uh, in the <clears throat> afternoon. My right, right. my wife gave me crap for not getting it. I didn't get one last year. I haven't gotten one this year so far. What shows up at my doorstep on Saturday was this giant-ass box from uh, a taxidermist in Texas. My wife went on Goodwill, went shopping, uh, and won an auction for a nine-point deer mount. She paid 30 <laughs> She paid thirty damn dollars for the deer mount and said, well, Merry Christmas, since you can't get your own damn deer, I thought That's I'd get one for you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I was like, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, now that that's hanging funny. in my office. And, you know, uh, do you yeah, like you gotta to? Go, uh, you got to go get one to replace it. I'm going to have to. She goes, it was a lot cheaper getting this mount than it's going to be when you actually get your own. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> do you uh, Do you like, uh, do you go turkey hunting? You know, I like to turkey hunt. I typically don't go too often simply because that's right around the time we're really getting cranked up. Uh, in a normal year, um, you know, and getting really, really busy. Plus, uh, at least down south in, in Arkansas, uh, I, I, I cannot get out of my brain that there's a, 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 a copperhead or some kind of snake 
uh, around me. Yeah. Uh, you know, in that time of year when it's still still kind of warm down here, it's a, it's a, it freaks me out. But uh, I enjoy turkey hunting. I've done a lot of it over the years. But I probably do less of that than I do any other hunting. Do you hate snakes just as much as, as oh I do, regardless of what kind snakes it is? And spiders. <laughs> snakes and spiders, I just I can't deal with. It. I, I hate them. Hate them. Yep, I'm I'm the same way. I absolutely <clears throat> just can't stand them. Now I got that. Now, see, I didn't have that thought in my head about copperheads when I'm sitting against a tree and you know yeah. sitting on my pad next to a tree. Thanks. Now here comes my nightmares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hate, you're gonna hate uh, turkey now. <laughs> no, it's just uh, man. I I kill every year. We kill. I don't know six eight. Uh, copperheads and water moccasins in our swimming pool every Oof. year which we live way out in the woods but i'm just like god i just can't take it man. yeah I hate them. all right so i'm gonna be thinking about snakes today what uh you, dude <laughs> okay we'll, we'll we'll switch here i want to talk about music for a second i don't want to keep you too much longer but the new song we didn't have much we added that out of the box absolutely freaking love that song thanks man thank you yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited about it. I, it's um, I don't know what to attribute it to, uh, Garrett, but uh, it's it's our fastest rising single in, in our 13 year career or whatever. But um, but I'll take it. I'm not going to question it. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I think I, you know. To me, the song uh, we had Tracy Lawrence on our, our podcast uh, last season and. He said something that I think made a lot of sense to me. He said that this this year has kind of forced him to uh, lead him a much more him and his family to lead a much more simple uh, life, right. you know. Um, and I kind of was thinking about that when I heard this song the first time. I thought, yeah, boy, that that kind of speaks to the the beauty and that simplicity, if you will. And, um, so I really thought we were finished with the project that that um, this song is on, and um, and it, it I heard it and I thought, man, I got to record that song, and then obviously it became the first single. And, um, look forward to everybody hearing the rest of the album, but uh, yeah, man, I I really dig the song, and, and I'm glad that everybody else has uh, thus far as well. Yeah, I've you know I've been a fan of yours from the beginning, and it just you know the music grows, you grow, and every year it just gets better. And I can't wait to hear the rest of the project myself. Um, but you know, I think uh, you were on. We carry Bobby Bones, and so you were on with Bobby, and I think he even mentioned you know you don't get enough credit uh, in Nashville, which is it's disappointing because I think you represent you know the top tier of number one talent, number two, good people. You know, I get frustrated that Nashville doesn't recognize it as much as, you know, I think they should. And you being more a part of award shows like you should, you should have been doing that years ago. Well, that's kind of, you'd say, man, I appreciate it. Um, and I mean, you, you and I both know, uh, how all of those decisions get made and there's yep. not a, a thing that I can do about mm-hmm. it. Um, and uh, you know, to a degree, I mean, I, I don't really play the the game that you need to play to to go be on shows and win awards and and do all that. I, it's more important to me to to live in in uh, you know my home state and and raise my kids in a 
uh, in the most normal environment that I can and right. be around family and friends uh, and all that. And so, you know what I learned a long time ago? It used to really bother me. Uh, it really did. Um, it kept me up at night and that kind of thing. I thought, you know what? If you don't, if you don't learn to only worry about uh, controlling what you can control and let the other stuff go, uh, you're never ever going to be happy. And so, you know, the numbers speak for. At the end of the day, uh, we've we've had the opportunity to do. You know, we've had hit records for 13 straight years, and every album we put out goes number one. And and I don't say that in a boastful way. I say that in a really thankful way. But that doesn't happen without, uh, you know, really passionate fans and and country radio. I, I said, I actually made my publicist mad a year or two ago. I said, I said something to the effect uh, at, at some, I don't know, number one party or something. Uh, screw uh, uh, t- TV. Uh, and uh, I just want to thank country radio because they've been there for me from the get-go and TV never has, and I don't care if they ever do. So I, I kind of make made her mad. But point being, you guys have always supported me. Uh, I think I don't know how long ago you and I met. You were somewhere else. And, I was in Denver uh, was, when we met. You were in Denver, yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, I, I just want you you to know, and uh, I'm I'm appreciative of uh, still having the platform that I do, and it's because. Uh, of radio and not TV, so <laughs> TV can screw off. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And look, um, I know I I've kept you longer than uh, than I said, but um, I appreciate you and all the best to you and your family. Um, stay healthy, and you know, congratulations on the podcast. I'm about halfway through the one with you and uh, Bo Duke. So. Um, <laughs> it- it was funny. I, I had a buddy of mine text me uh, yesterday. I guess he was listening to it. He goes, you think he's a Republican? Go, yeah, you think? Uh, <laughs> but, no, it was pretty funny. It was really cool to have him. I'm a huge fan of that show. Uh, you know, my whole life, I just thought it was like, that was pretty, pretty neat to be able to talk to him. Definitely. Well, uh, congratulations again, and congratulations on We Didn't Have Much. Just an absolute killer song, and people need to go download it as soon as they quit listening to us here and just put put it on repeat. Well, hey, man, thank you, brother. I appreciate your time, and, and I hope you do as close as you can be, and, and look forward to uh, having the opportunity to, to come back and play a show uh, and hang out uh, sometime soon. Always a pleasure to chat with Justin Moore. Now, if you listen to the podcast, you know that we always wrap things up with some positivity. It's a feature I do on my radio show every weekday afternoon. We call it, Can I Get an Amen? And today I want to tell you about Bradley. Bradley is a gas station attendant in Oregon. He happened to be working with a customer and they got to talking. Bradley mentioned that he's been struggling to get a car loan. So the customer, after they got done talking, drove off, found the closest used car lot, wrote a huge check and told the salesman to let Bradley come by and pick out whatever he wanted. We were just chatting about things going on. He was asking some questions and I'm like, well, I'm trying to get a car loan. So we basically went inside, sat at the desk and he said, this should be enough for him to find something good. He didn't even really know Bradley. Like He's like, I think his name is Bradley. So I had to go over and find him and said, hey, when you get off of work, you're going to have to come see me and pick out your new car. And 
I didn't really believe him at first. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Just sheer kindness of that complete stranger. Talk to somebody for five minutes and then go, I'm, I'm going to buy him a car. He made the comment that everything in his life changed when he found his faith, and now he was at an opportunity to give back to somebody who was in need. I don't know his name. I have an idea who he is, and I really just want to say thank you. That is a guy with a great heart. Now that's what you call a positive story right there. He's got a great heart. Can I get an amen? Amen. And that is the world according to G. If you like what you heard, we would love it if you would leave a quick review and maybe share it with a friend or two. And you can find me on social media. Just search Garrett Dahl on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Until next time, be good to each other.